0: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And if I'm smiling and you can tell I'm smiling, it's because we went two for two on our best bets again. Forget even my picks or Steve picks. Our best bets have been where it's been at all year long, and it makes sense, right? It's the times when Steve and I both agree it should be the best of the best. He, of course, is Steve, the guy I'm mentioning at Physics Sports on Twitter. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. No big deal. The super contest out at the Westgate Casino in Vegas. Absolute stud. And again, check him out only at Fezic Sports on Twitter. I'm the former NFL offensive lineman. That how long we've we been doing this, Steve? Three years? Four years? I think it's been.
1: Gosh, is it three or four, Ross. I think three.
0: This is this is either our third or fourth season, um, and it's been a lot of fun. We've had another really good year. We're both going to finish up in the black uh, a decent amount again. Uh, Unless Steve puts 20 units on the Super Bowl game. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Although you never know. We are presented, by the way, by BetOnline.ag. The online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast. With the best odds and the fastest payouts. We'll start, Steve. Like we always do, with a look back at... At the two conference championship games, um, you only bet one bet in each game. I had two in each game, and yours came through. You ended up getting one unit on the under for Jags Pats. I had that as well. So you got one unit there, and then you had one unit on the Eagles. I put two units on the Eagles, so that came through. For you. So you only bet two units on the weekend, Steve, and you won both of them up two units. That puts you above 20 units up for the year. You are at 21 and a half. I ended up pushing my two games, so I stay at up 35 units for the year. The two best bets we'll get to. So Jacksonville, New England. The spread was nine when we bet picked last week, Steve. And the total was 46 and a half. Now, I am curious, what happened to the spread and the total? Because we recorded on Wednesday before Brady sliced his hand. So, and, the, and the numbers were 9 and 46 and a half. What happened throughout the week leading up to game time with the total and the spread as the Brady news fluctuated?
1: So the first wise guy news, secret news, came out about the injury was more significant than people were hearing, that Brady had required stitches, that he was missing practice, and the total dove down to as low as 45. The Patriots went down to as low as minus seven. Then, later in the week, reports come out that despite wearing a glove, he was zinging around the ball pretty good and then money came back in on the Patriots and the over. So it winds up closing Patriots minus seven and a half total goes back up to 46.
0: But ultimately the movement meant nothing because the total was 44 and the Patriots only won by four. So a lot of movement that really didn't impact people either way. Correct. Correct.
1: Never made, had any impact on the wagers people were making.
0: Um, you and I both had the under before the Brady stuff, and that came through and was looking pretty good most of the game. Um, I, I took the Patriots laying nine. I really felt like they would get a late score to, to win by two scores, to win by double digits. I got to tell you, Steve, Jacksonville played much better than I thought they would uh, they slowed down the Patriots a lot more than I thought they would. And, you know, they had given up 42 points to the Steelers, so I thought the Patriots would score more easily than they did. And even though they only scored 20 points, Blake Bortles played really well. It's kind of crazy how well they slowed down the Patriots and how well Bortles played. And they still lost, Steve. Yeah,
1: Bortles had a great game. The Jacksonville defense had a great game. The referees had a great game, helping the Patriots stay in there until Brady could work his magic. I got to tell you, Ross, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I've often spoke about the NFL. The refs know where the bread is buttered. At the end of the first half, when I saw that incidental contact, a little jostling on the bomb Patriots down three to 14, I said to myself, that's Pat. They're going to call pass interference, even though they that only gets called maybe a fourth of the time. On the regular season, I said, that yellow canary is going to fly, and it did.
0: Yeah, that was – did you think any other penalties, though, were questionable?
1: I think the omission of penalties is questionable. The fact that the Patriots had one penalty called on them the entire game. Uh, You, as an offensive lineman of all people, Ross, I would never accuse you of cheating – but we all know holding of some sort occurs on almost each and every play that could be called. None of it was called in this game on the Patriots.
0: Right, but my point would be, if you look at how many penalties were called on the Jags, six? Six. Okay, so the one on Church hitting, knocking Gronk out, they're going to call that every time. The, the, the second pass interference penalty on Boye, they're going to call that every time. Um, one of them was a delay game which is brutal. We talked about the other pass interference penalty. So I don't know what the other two penalties were. I don't remember. But my point is, is, it's not I mean, it's not like they were calling holding penalties on the Jaguars left and right. I thought there was one or two when Chung was covering Mercedes Lewis that were a little bit questionable. Um, I know you're a conspiracy theorist, but I've, I've talked to a lot of officials and they get graded based on every play. So they're, they're trying to do what matters so that they get the best grade possible so that they're able to get, you know, future playoff games, future Super Bowls. So I don't really buy that conspiracy theory. And I would also say that penalties, part of that is coaching and part of that. Is player evaluation like you know Belichick's not the type to have a guy in the lineup that is prone to penalties, you know because he does he doesn't think they're worth it. He realizes how valuable those yards would be.:
1: I agree with you, except for the Patriots had an average of six penalties per game over the course of the season, and then miraculously, they only committed one. My goodness, what a great job they did in this game not to commit basically any.
0: Well, it's an interesting theory, that's for sure. Um, I lost a unit there taking the Patriots. Um, As for the Vikings and the Eagles, you put a unit on the Eagles. I put two units on the Eagles and two units on the under 38-and-a-half. And a half and i got to be honest with you, Steve, after the Vikings marched down on that first drive for a touchdown – I was a little nervous about both those bets. Uh the under and the taking the Eagles. And then even after the, the pick six by the Eagles, I was starting to get more and more nervous about the under. It's kind of amazing that the total was thirty-eight and a half. One team was held to seven and the freaking Eagles scored thirty eight points in the game. And that's how I lost on the under thirty eight and a half. Like you got to admit, Steve, there's variance, and you think about the different possible outcomes. There's no way anybody on God's green earth thought Nick Foles would throw for 352 yards, three touchdowns against the Vikings.
1: Yeah, in retrospect, you could make the case that if you knew the game he was going to have, you want to have, and Carson Wentz has a remarkable recovery. Uh, just take this week off. We'll go ahead and let Nick do his thing this week because he was just amazingly good. I did not see that coming. I thought it would be a grinded-out 20-17 to 17 game that the Eagles or the Vikings could win. So, um, boy, that makes the Super Bowl difficult to handicap. How good is Falls going to be two weeks from now?
0: I know. I know. That's kind of how I was looking at it as well. Um, so, anyway, uh, we, the two, two, we, were, we were two for two on our best bets, which puts us now at 45-22-2 on the season, 45-22-2, um, which is really, really good, obviously. Um, and the under not coming through for me was a bummer. But thankfully, I pushed both games. Um, let's get to the Super Bowl, Steve, before we get to some email questions. Um, what are your thoughts on the line so far and the total? And has there been any movement so far?
1: There has been some movement, opened up New England minus six, total 47. All the money on the over, up to 48, and money on the Eagles uh, spreads come down pretty much to five and a half in all locations, and I think that betters react to their most recent thing they saw, and like you said, Foles looked like a Hall of Famer, I think that's why we saw this spread come lower than it certainly would have been. The look at line was seven to seven and a half on this matchup and the total certainly much higher than what we expected before Foles went crazy.
0: What did you, um, what, what did you, what do you, what do your power rankings say about these two teams? Like what would you set the line at?
1: Uh, New England is eight points better than an average team right now in my ratings. And the Eagles are three points better. That makes the line five, Eight minus three on a neutral. Is this really a neutral site? I'm wondering if there might not be more Eagles fans that are going to look to make the once in a generation Super Bowl trip versus the harder sell for New England. You really want to go to Minnesota in the winter time to see yet another Super Bowl? But the experience edge certainly to New England. That's probably more significant. So maybe you take the power ratings of five and bump it a point, make it like six. Gronk uncertainty, maybe bring it back down to five and a half. That's where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, it's kind of unbelievable um, when you think about it. Now, my question is: when it comes to the Super Bowl, is it best to bet the lines like we do at Bet Online when they first put them out, or is it best to typically to wait till right before game time when uh, the public—I won't—I won't call it dummy money—but when the public money comes rolling in. Yeah,
1: and in the Super Bowl, it really is the recreational money. I think it's better to wait, and here's why. If you like the Eagles, I think you could certainly see the public betting New England and getting a plus six at post, especially if you have a lot of outs. So I would wait to bet the Eagles, but, and this is counterintuitive, if you like New England, I would wait as well, because one phenomenon that always happens in the Super Bowl is that the public They're fans. A lot of them. They come to Vegas. A lot of Eagle fans will be in Vegas. They are not betting the Eagles plus five and a half. They are going to bet the Eagles to win the game outright. They're going to bet the winner of the game, not the point spread. That happens every year in the Super Bowl. And so what happens is you get really, really cheap money lines on the favorite to just win the game. Let me go ahead and give you an example on a normal game over the course of a year. If you had a five and a half point favorite on the money line you'd have to risk like minus two thirty five, two hundred thirty five to win a hundred on the favorite. Here in the Super Bowl Already there are places you only have to risk $210 to win 100 Sounds like a lot on New England, but that's actually a bargain for an, a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and that number is probably going to go even lower. So if you are going to bet on the Patriots, the right bet, the math guys would tell you, is to just bet them to win the game, and let's face it, that's all the Patriots do is win close Super Bowls typically, and just don't worry about the points laying the five-and-a-half. Go ahead and swallow the extra vigorous and bet them to win outright.
0: Are you, um, have you bet this game yet?
1: I did bet some plus six and a half when the line first came out because I knew that that was higher than my power ratings and would likely drop. And I'll probably come back, frankly, and right before the game uh, kicks off, I'll probably be playing New England minus, minus $1.95 on the money line.
0: Explain that again, Steve, for some of our, our listeners, the, the money line and the minus one ninety five.
1: Right, so I'll bet 195. That's my target price. Call it minus 200 to keep it simpler. So to win 100, and that way, if the Patriots win the game by one to five points, I'll win my wager instead of losing it because I'm just betting them to win the game, not to cover the five and a half point spread. So in order to get that luxury, though, I have to lay more vig. So instead of playing minus five and a half, lay a dollar ten. The much better mathematical bet is to bet the Patriots at Pick'em minus 200
0: yeah um that makes sense to me you know my initial reaction is to take the eagles i mean the the way they've been playing getting five and a half even now even getting five and a half i i think that this similar to how i felt about the last couple of games i think this feels kind of like a a toss-up game we'll wait till next week to make our official bets, um, unless you wanted to make them now, Steve, it's up to you, but, and we could do props next week. Let, let's talk before we make that decision. Let's talk props. And, um, most of them come out when next week,
1: most of them come out the end of this week, starting Wednesday night and Thursday night, you've already see a few places starting to put a couple props up, but the West, um, The Westgate here in Las Vegas, Thursday night, 7 p.m. If you're in Vegas, Ross, if you ever want to see a collection of strange people, professional bettors, firing bets, go to the Westgate. This Thursday night, they'll put up 300-plus props, and there will be pro bettors firing against them. It is truly quite a sight.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so then, obviously, there's nothing to talk about for us today in terms of props, but for people, since we won't record next week till I don't know Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll have Dave Mason on from Bet Online. I guess my question there is cause some of our listeners might want to jump on some of these Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What are the props that you typically find value in, Steve? And what are the props that you do not?
1: Yeah, let me talk about the total. It's kind of a proposition betting. Um, because I like to bet it during the game. Super Bowls, historically, Ross, start out very slow scoring. The Patriots, the last, I think, six Super Bowls have not scored in the first quarter, which is an amazing stat. Because of that, if you like the under in this game, I would strongly encourage you to play the first half under 24 for a prop bet, um, or even the first quarter under 9.5. That has been very profitable in the past. If you like the over in the Super Bowl, I would wait. I'd wait till the first quarter was over and then sometime during the second quarter or at halftime I would go ahead and look to play over at that point in time. A prop I always like in the Super Bowl is that the second half will outscore the first half. Teams tend to be so conservative even savvy veteran teams to start a Super Bowl that and then scoring explodes when they go ahead and throw caution to the wind in the second half and start winging the ball all over the place. Um that prop is typically always available, and that's one I, I think I bet on each and every Super Bowl. Prop, basic strategy betting, don't look for the needle in the haystack bets. It's sexy. It's fun to predict the exact final score. Who's going to score the first touchdown? Um, who's going to be the MVP of the game, etc. cetera? But the more options there are, possibilities like a team's exact point score, it's almost impossible to find value. Avoid the needle and the haystack props.
0: Got it. Um, do you want to place the bets this week or on the game, or do you want to wait till next week? Oh,
1: I want to wait till next week because I can tell you, I, I think I'm going to be on the New England money line, and I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and play it now because I think I will get a better number later on uh, next week.
0: For for the Eagles part of it.
1: For for the New England money line. Um, just for the I New England for money them, line, like not, said, not
0: for, the, not for the, the spread with the Eagles.
1: I think you might get a better number if you like the Eagles. I think you might find a plus six later. I think it might go up. And if you like New England, I think you'll get a better number betting them just to win the game. So I would wait regardless of which team you like.
0: Okay. Well, then we will make our picks next week. I can just tell you early thoughts are that I would lean uh, – Eagles getting the points and probably lean under as well. But we'll discuss it and make our official picks next week. But that was my, my initial reaction for those of you out there. My other initial reaction is that there's only one place where you need to be placing these bets. And it's betonline.ag. Because when you use the promo code money on your first deposit... You earn a 50% welcome bonus, up to $2,500 worth of sports book free plays. So, even when football season's over, Bet Online usually has the fastest odds out there. Even for next year's Super Bowl odds, you start to get all those win totals, all that stuff. Bet Online will usually be the first place. That's where you want to be going and checking on it anyway. They've got the state of the art live betting. I know some guys that made quite a bit of money betting the Patriots during the game. At some point in that Jags game, the Patriots were plus four, I was told, Steve. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I saw plus three and a half. A plus four would not have surprised me. And plus 145, plus 150 on the money line. And that's what the Patriots do is come from behind, down 10 late. Was there anyone out there that didn't think that there would be a rally and it would come down to the final couple minutes?
0: You know, I, I thought it would come down to the final couple minutes, but after Gronk was ruled out and Cooks dropped that pass and Deion Lewis got, on the, uh, got, got stripped on the throwback, I started to have my doubts, Steve. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit like, hmm. At any rate, betonline.ag is the place to be. Make sure you use the code Money so you get those free uh, live bets and free $2,500 bonus with the 50% welcome bonus. Let's get to an email or two, right? Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question. Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross email address, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Incredible opportunity to be able to ask Steve a question for the even money podcast each and every week here. If you'd like, all you have to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors over at Ross tucker.com and then forward that email to me could be bet online whatever and forward that to me with your question this comes to us steve from keith venturoni i have a question for steve i have been a fan of his since he wrote for las vegas advisor.com i retweet often and always tell people what i learned from him Uh, is as or more important than his picks. Interesting. So my question is this. When a book sets a good line and sticks with the line, but changes the odds, i.e. they have a total play in the second half at 23.5, but they know if they go to 24, they will take on many under bets. Instead of going to 24, change the under 23.5 to minus 120 or higher why shouldn't a better blindly take the even or plus money on the over if the books have done a good job of setting the line and as steve says if you blindly make picks you win back around 48 percent of your money why wouldn't you take a chance on even or plus money i realize it's going against the public but I have learned from Steve that is not a bad strategy either with his print out the lines on Monday and see what is moved by Sunday and bet against its strategy. I will admit when I bet I am easily seduced by the plus money bet while the other side is minus 120 or worse. So I need to know if I am wasting my money. Keith Venturoni. Interesting question, Steve.
1: Yeah, I think it really depends on what's causing that line move. If you see a situation where you're confident, hey, that's just the public banging that bet, oh, maybe like an Oklahoma college basketball game where uh, the public knows they're so high scoring and you see the second half total pops up at 88 and that goes to 88 over minus $1. 25. you say, oh, that's probably the public. However, in most cases, when you see a line move, it is a sharp guy betting the limit bet and the sportsbook moving the vigorous. So he, the sharp guy, is saying he essentially thinks he's going to make money laying a dollar ten if he's playing that second half over twenty three and a half. So if he thinks he's going to win laying a dollar ten, you're not going to win playing the other side back plus one hundred five because um, obviously the two together are a negative expectation bet. So if the first guy, the pro, has a slightly positive expectation bet you will have a negative expectation bet. So in general, I would look not to play, and I typically don't, play very many of those bets unless I think, hey, this is just, and this happens all the time on Sunday, where the line six on an NFL favorite in a place, uh, some select books go to minus six, lay a dollar twenty or 25 I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just the public firing at that property. Yes, uh, heck yes, I'll play it back to plus six, plus 105. One more note, Ross, I got no affiliation with them, But um, your writer mentioned Las Vegas Advisor. I'm friends with Anthony Curtis over there. That's a great site. If you want to learn about all types of advantage gambling and couponing and getting great deals on stuff, Las Vegas Advisor is a best
0: bet. Like it. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see. I don't know if we will based on our conversation, but hopefully we will have some best bets next week. We'll be joined by Dave Mason of bet online again to get his thoughts on all the props where all the action's going should be a lot of fun that'll do it for the even money podcast this week love the emails love the email questions because you guys ask questions that frankly i wouldn't even know to ask so very very cool just like it's cool those of you that give us the retweet steve or myself at Ross Tucker NFL. he's at fezx sports the facebook like facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That's huge as well. And iTunes, rankings, comments. If you listen on iTunes, just rate when you're done. Just say, rate this, this show, five star, boom. It's huge. We appreciate it. Other than that, good luck, everybody. We didn't really give you a bet, but kind of gave you a little bit of advice on things. So if you're in that place in a bet in the next few days, good luck. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.